step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The following is an Ace of Geeks podcast. This episode contains spoilers for Star Trek Discovery, WandaVision, The Umbrella Academy, episodes 1 and 2 of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Cyberpunk 2077. We'll also dive in a little bit to the history of Marvel Comics. We'll talk about Captain America as a symbol, discuss the video games Magic Legends and Smite, and how utterly, improbably adorable King Shark is. We also spent a good chunk of the episode coming up with our dream staff for a starship going on a Star Trek-style deep space mission. Send us your picks at aceofgeekspodcasting at gmail.com. We promise not to judge your choices. But for now, enjoy the big warm hug of geekdom. This is the Ace of Geeks. Ace of Geeks. Evil Lord of the Sith problems. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Okay, that's just that just sounds like a really emo robot, like Marvin from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. I was going to say it sounds almost. No. That one sounds. That makes you sound like you were. Oh God. Okay, people are gonna stop listening to this podcast. No, don't leave. Come back. Power, I should never. There we go. Okay, so if the voice modulator honestly reminds me of the sound buttons you used to have on your phone, the sound effect buttons. Do you remember that? Like they have a soundboard. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I, I'm not going to use it because only. I remember when we first started talking about this podcast, Jarrett and I were like, uh, oh, what if we had a crazy soundboard like those morning DJs? But we'll, that gonna... idea died on the vine. Yeah. It sure did. You were all, let's put a pin in that. No, Actually, it's totally true. People are going to listen to the, like the, the episode starting with my crazy voices and then Rowan just coming in with them at random points. Yep. People are going to be like, well, it was fun listening to this podcast. Now we're never coming I'm back. We sorry. have to get a really strong narrative going so people want to know what the different voices are and don't just listen being like, God, two of these guys sound exactly, almost exactly the same. Like in... Mm. Yeah. Perhaps some Let's Play podcasts I know about. Like in, like as if they were both clones of the same man. Like the Bad Batch, which dropped a trailer today! Uh, so <laughs> excited. So excited. Because like when we first saw the Bad Batch in Clone Wars, it was like, man, these guys should get their own show. And guess what? 
Now Wish they delivered. do. Well, because mainly. Because Melee and I watched those episodes at Celebration before Clone Wars Saved happens, so we saw, like, the, um, the, like, early animatic version of it, where mm-hmm. it was, like, uh, you know... It was like almost, like, storyboarded. Really yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and we were like, this is gonna be dope! And, uh, yeah, it was. Um, and I just... What I loved about the trailer was mm-hmm. Tarkin had this look on his face of, this is a bad idea (laughs) but you know like he can't not do it because they are like supreme soldiers and they're really good at their particular jobs but you you see you see in that grand tactical brain of his that he's like they're gonna turn against us i'm just waiting for the like the fan supercut of bad batch where they just put like either bad to the bone or like you know I'm bad. No, I'm no, bad. no. With the bad batch just like it's blowing shit up. It's going to be sabotage. It's always sabotage. <laughs> really? Could you wrap a little bit of that for us, Jareth? Uh, so it's a, uh, sabotage. And the answer to your question is no. <laughs> I know. I played Rock Band with you. I know. I can, Hey, I've impressed people in Rock Band, but I've never impressed anyone with my freaky flow. <laughs> um the the thing that i think is, so they in the trailer they had um this uh child who's obviously going to be the reason that the the bad batch go on the run from the empire mm-hmm. uh, but what i found thought was interesting was if you look at the subtitles her name is omega or his name or their name um hmm. and uh i'm interested to see if that means that you know, because I think at the end of the war, they started mm-hmm. shutting down the Kaminoan cloning facilities. Uh, so I wonder if she's the last one, if they're, if she's like the final clone. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that would that be would really be interesting. interesting. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I, the little bit of maybe canon history that I remember uh, about Kamino and the clones and the clone war uh, is from Battlefront 2 back on PlayStation 2. So I don't know if that's still considered <laughs> canon. I don't think it is. Okay. I don't think the original Battlefront 2 is. The new Battlefront 2 is canon. But... Okay. Yeah. I am uh, watching this episode right now, which is why I'm a little quiet. Um, but I am getting the... Oh, the trailer, you mean? Yes. Um, one of the things I'm noticing is that like the animations in the original were pretty good, but it seems like they're applying lessons learned from both um this show and maybe rebels where the lighting is just so much more dynamic it's uh it's gonna look amazing if you think about it it has been quite a few years since the clone wars Mm -hmm. so like they're just taking like basically all the advances in um computer animation and now Mm -hmm. applying it and it's just like amazing um I think people are going to love it. Yep. Yeah. Working on making it epic. (laughs) Okay, hold on, hold on. I got to... We have to give give Rowan an air horn, obviously. (laughs) No, don't do that. Okay. I just got to the laser bow, um, and I have questions and concerns, and I don't normally feel this way about Star Wars, but I almost want to say no. It looks like a Dathomirian laser. No, oh my God, you're right. I can't <laughs> wait. And I mean, like, okay, as the resident like physics person here, 
that would make no sense to have like pure energy to I, I mean unless it's like funneling into the arrow to give it pure potential energy that then like explodes into kinetic energy but you know what i don't freaking care it looks Dope I was going to say, count, like was gonna say counter proposal. It looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, playing into that little-known physics rule known as the rule of cool. I mean, <laughs> also like physics teachers are the type who like strap themselves to skateboards and open fire extinguishers to you know show uh, force. So yeah, we're kind of like, how do we make this? Let's there do are, it. I once saw How do we a make version of that using a clock, um, and not a clock, using a dark room and a flashlight that demonstrated the theory of relativity by looking at how the light behaved in various types of movement. It was like blew my mind that you could demonstrate relativity on that scale. Yeah. Speaking of relativity, I finished uh, season two of Star Trek Discovery. Ooh. And I, season one, I was upset because mm. I was like, why are you messing with Spock? Just leave the man alone. Like, it, it doesn't have to be all about Spock. Mm -hmm. But with season two, I was like, oh, please give me more of hot Spock. <laughs> like, <laughs> he is fine. And, more of uh, Spock and more of hot Spock buns. Uh, yes, oh in the spacesuit. Like, seriously, <laughs> it's almost like every time he's in a spacesuit, they purposely shoot him from behind. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he does not skip leg or glute day. Um, <laughs> but, uh, now in high but, Yeah, seriously. But, like, besides that, they did such a good job of explaining why... TOS Spock and, you know, older Spock never talked about Michael and no one knew about Michael or Discovery or the Spore Drive or anything like that. The original because, series. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. 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 TOS. The original. Spock. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, I mean, in a way. It, Spock is always violating the terms of yeah. service. Um, I th <laughs> Not as much as Kirk does. But... Um, and so, like, it, it just comes together in such a good way that I was like one that's how you do time travel even though yes. I had major questions at the end of season two I was like this seems overly complicated but okay I'll ride this wave <laughs> and then after you know the wave crashed I was like that was so good so <laughs> fine discovery you've redeemed yourself from season one and mm -hmm. At least you weren't Enterprise. So, um... <laughs> I but have to, to be agree with... Enterprise, we've never watched the supposedly good seasons of Enterprise. But, I mean, like, if you have to get through, like, three seasons of a terrible show to get to the good, not worth. Just mm. saying. You're not wrong. I agree with pretty much everything you said. I really, um, see how many set pieces that were in season one that remain in season two that are just so much more enjoyed and played with in season two in a yes. way that isn't well, do you, by set pieces. Do you mean like characters, like planets, or, oh, okay. um, okay, political so dynamics? I uh, like Michelle Yeoh. Right. Okay. That was my <laughs> second question. What'd you think of Michelle Yeoh's I new character? I <laughs> freaking love her. She what? is 
amazing. Like, did you guys see Crazy Rich Asians? Yes. Okay, so Michelle Yeoh plays the supreme mama in Crazy mm-hmm. Rich Asians, and she is terrifying in that movie. Like, <laughs> if you have an Asian mama and you mm-hmm. watch that movie, like, you immediately feel the disappointment. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's intense. But she is so good in that movie because she's so subtle and, like, stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in Discovery, she's like, oh, this scenery, it's delicious. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> chew all of it. It's high and fire. Oh, my Just God. She's so around. good. She kicks around the other characters like they're like she's a cat with mice. It's so so good, funny. so good. And oh, Captain, my Captain, Captain Pike. Mm-hmm. He is he is my yeah. ultimate Star Trek Captain now because like we we tend to play yeah, this game right. of like who if you could like build your ideal bridge crew like who mm-hmm. would be your captain who would be your science officer doctor blah 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 so my captain would definitely be captain pike science officer spock obsies um engineer would probably be jet reno from discovery uh because she's amazing and i i just love her sass and then my doctor would be the doctor from voyager for sure Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I've got to follow along on this and see what my purpose is. Oh, and security would be be Odo from DS9. All right, so my my captain, um, uh, you haven't really seen him come into his own yet, uh, but you will. Uh, Saru. Absolutely, 100% Saru is my captain. Uh, Ride or die with Saru until the end of time. Uh, And um, uh, let's see. Um, Engineer, I'm obviously picking Jordy an obvious pick but i'm still taking it yeah uh, for um uh let's see um for science officer medical officer i'd probably pick uh, actually no i'm gonna be going mostly tng here aren't i I'd, yeah. I'd probably pick um uh crusher for medical officer too um no the doctor from voyager man the sass i know he's very know. good we don't need a whole ship of sass <laughs> That's, uh, my my ship is the USS Sass. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Um, Helm, I'm gonna okay. I'll get one Sass in there. Helm, I'm gonna pick Sulu for the mm, Sass. Mm. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, and uh, well, what am I missing? Tactical. I have to pick Worf for tacticals. This is half the t- cast of TNG already. Yeah. But you know, mm-hmm. although I guess if you're allowed to pick anybody. Um, I could pick somebody who's not technically a tactical officer as my tactical officer or something like that. I could put Wesley in communications. That would actually be a good choice. <laughs> He'd be great at that. Why y'all he would. he would. No, I don't disagree. Wesley solves all their problems with talking. I'm, I'm just imagining, true. though, like, when the situation is really bad, if Wesley is on comms, he's like, uh, guys, I'm gonna send because up, it's gonna get it's gonna get bad in here. So, uh, bye! Yeah. Wesley is going to have anxiety issues and Saru is going to be like I've already lived through this don't worry about this this is how it's gonna be oh my gosh they would actually be really good for one another they would be Saru is good for a lot of characters just like Saru and his new first officer are in season Mm 3 and I'm not gonna spoil it Mm -hmm. uh, but it's so good I'm so glad I'm getting there Uh, you're finished season 2 you're finally to like from the first episode season 3 takes off in such a like 
holy crap, this is this is everything well, I want. Well, because to they're no longer constrained. Oh, you that know, is very like, true. They they establish why cuz like the the thing about the pre anything prequel, like Mike and I were talking about this, anything prequel, it's like a fractal where it has a defined um a defined perimeter but an infinite area you know so there's always like a lot of stories you can tell about prequels but you are confined with certain events happening and certain characters having to do certain things and so sometimes you do it very well and sometimes you do it really awkwardly and then you're like backpedaling and like retconning aka comic books you know Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. um i i think discovery did a really good job and so i am excited to see that now they've kind of like set it up for discovery that they can really do anything because yeah. now they're kind of out of time so and spoilers will, sorry in fact do anything yeah uh, no moving <sighs> moving to the far future is the best choice they could possibly and make yeah. in that show, they picked and it works a great so well. era too they picked the era well, they invented i have been a great wanting era. to see yeah 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 um so, so sorry uh, rowan so from my for my ideal yes, Star Trek yes. ship and and crew, uh, I want to have uh, at the as the helmsman. I want Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes. Uh, <laughs> for communications, I want Captain Malcolm Reynolds. Yes. Uh, oh. Let's see. <laughs> That's uh, a different take on communications. I like it. <laughs> uh, let's see for engineering. Uh, I want Captain Cold. Uh, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Now is everyone in the ship a captain? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yes, I love the it. captain who is an eight-year-old girl who whose make-a-wish is going amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, that oh, would actually okay. be really dope. Because like <laughs> the best part about it would be like since the captain of the ship is like a little girl who you know wanted this to happen they have to be on their best behavior but it's just like rankles that they're like not the captain (laughs) but oh that'd be good jaris what's your ideal starship crew I mean, I feel at this point I can no longer say I'm not a fan of Star Trek because I truly love Discovery, um, and I'm very happy with what they did. I've... so... hmm. And it doesn't have to be Star Trek, obviously. No, no, I ha- oh believe uh, me. I limited myself to Star it, Trek. My answers would have been very different if I had. Right, all the I, I don't want to make it unfair, and I can't clone Thrawn six times. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be a we horrible have that idea. <laughs> that would be a horrible no, actually, idea. I feel like of all the people you could clone to make them work with each other, Thrawn would agree with himself the most. That is absolutely certain. The fucking like you social. Um, self-relationships that bundle would get up to would cause the entire universe to ban the uh, ship from every dock or from any pertainment in war 
uh, for it would be unfair. Anyway, no, I'm going. Unfortunately, so, at that point, they'd just be like, "Fine, we'll make our own spaceports right. and planetary system." <laughs> of course, we'll call it. We the will ascendancy. literally build it out of the scrap that we harvest from the ships you take. You send. Okay, to take but us after down. we're done with Jarrah's picking their Star Trek picks, I kind of want to do an anything goes round. Okay, okay. That actually sounds really fun. I'm gonna go with Captain Picard. Is my favorite captain. Um, First mate, a good and solid choice. Yeah, would be Saru. Um, tactical. Oh, that's going to be really tough. I think. Um, tactical is going to be seven of nine. Um, mm. not originally a tactical s- officer, but I like it. It's a good choice. I mean, she after would be a good tactical. Picard, she she's yeah. pretty amazing. Um, I think yeah. I am going to have to go with uh, for engineering. It's going to be Jordy, mm-hmm. um, and I think I'm I'm missing science. Science. I would want Spock because um, I love his character. I really mm-hmm. would like to see him interact with more characters. Uh, well, and oh my god, just like sorry, spoilers, mm-hmm. but like Michael just being like, find the person who is opposite of you. Mm-hmm. And reach out to them. I was like, "That's Spock and Kirk," and then that just makes the the second movie just all that more like. <laughs> like seriously, I was just like, "Oh my god, I can't, I can't even." Uh, so good. Anyways, continue. I one hundred percent agree. Um, thank you. You actually gave me the time that I needed. I still need to do medical. Is definitely going to be the hologram from Voyager. Oh um, fuck yeah! I love that character. <laughs> He's um, so good. And security is going to also be Odo, because Odo, freaking amazing. I love Odo all the time. Um, however, I am going to make a quartermaster position and place Quark in that one. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> he, will, he will embezzle everything on your ship. Yeah, you do what Nobby Nobs does. You need money, you go shake down Quark, and you have the money. <laughs> Odo would know how to handle him. I was going to say, like... To add to to my crew, the resident civilian that I would want on board, that people are like, why are you here? And he's like, I've always been here, is Garrick. Oh, I freaking love Garrick, and I don't feel like we got enough of him in Deep Space Nine, and I just just want more. They apparently, I, I was reading this the other day, they apparently told him to tone it down and be less gay. And I am sad about that because really what Julian deserved oh. was more gay. Oh, much more gay. Wait, wait, what? All the gay. It's, what? what? <laughs> Garrick, Garrick and Julian, they had a, a very, um, a very that kind of relationship. And early on, the you know, Rick Berman and other a-holes from that show were like, oh, you need to make this character less, less flamboyant and effeminate. Do, so do the they realize that, like, Garrick less... knew? Go ahead, sorry. I said the version that we got was the less flamboyant version of Garrick. Well, I still love him. Oh, and Garrick. He... Yes. yes. The Cardassian. Mm, but yes. Rowan, you had your hand oh, up. Oh, I was just going to say, since I didn't realize that we could have a uh, resident civilian, the one on my ship would be Captain Janeway. Oh, nice. hell yeah. <laughs> Nice. Oh. She's just hanging out. Would She's Jane on vacation. Able... <laughs> Would Janeway be able to contain herself from taking command in a crisis, though? I mean, That's well, I mean, it kind of depends how she feels about the eight-year-old girl and how it's she feels true. about mentorship. Mm. 
That's true. Which is something that she's probably going to be doing on the new Nickelodeon show. <gasps> what? Wait. Oh, did you guys not hear about this? She's appearing in the Nick. Well, it's not Nickelodeon anymore. It's back on CBA on Paramount Plus. But um, Star Trek Prodigy, the upcoming awesome. Star Trek show, uh, is going to have uh, Janeway in it. They haven't said how yet. I know how, but they haven't said how yet. Okay. So should we do our lightning rounds of? All right, lightning round is your your anyone from anywhere is available. Um, uh, anyone from anywhere. So uh, I'm uh, I'm I'll, I'll start. Uh, uh, let's see, Captain. I think I'm still sticking with Saru. Um, uh, let's see, um, Pilot uh, obviously or Helm obviously Wedge Antilles. Mm. Uh, um, or maybe Poe Dameron. No, Wedge Antilles. I feel like Wedge would work better with a crew than Poe does. Yeah, no, Poe's definitely more isolationist, unless yeah. he's with his polycule. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, communications, uh, I'm, I'm giving to Leia, because I, I assume it's also a diplomatic role. Um, uh, I will do tactical is... Um, uh, let's see. Tactical, I'm, gi- I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to give tactical to Batman. <laughs> It's cheating, but I'm going to do it anyway. I mean, sure. That's such a great idea. I'm just... Uh, oh my god, that's so good. Um, I'm... Let's see. And I'll do... Um, uh, let's see. What else we got? Science? Yeah. Uh, science, I will give to Beekman from Beekman's World. Hells <laughs> yes. Uh, and... Um, uh, what, are we, what am I missing? No, I think you're good. See, Captain Communication. Captain, oh, uh, first mate. Helm, science. Oh, so first, so, uh, first, uh, yeah, first officer. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see, who's a good first officer for Saru? Um, uh, I haven't. I don't think I put a single woman on my ship. So uh, I you did. You have um, Leia in communications, okay, which good. is okay, good. Good, kind good. of traditionally a female role. So you know, you kind of should like break stereotypes. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still being pretty sexist. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you know what? In that case, I'm going to switch up tactical. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, no, sorry. Batman stays on tactical, but security goes to... I haven't even watched the show, but I've read the books. Uh, uh, I forgot her name, though. The um, uh, Martian Marine from uh, The Expanse. Oh, Bobby. Bobby, yes. Bobby gets get, gets uh, security. That's a good idea. Uh, and no, no threats to our ship will survive. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, first officer, uh, I'm trying to think of another, something that isn't Star Wars, because I've done, like, two Star Wars picks already. It's fine. Uh, I mean, first, we, we did mention earlier that, like, Saru and, uh, uh, the one who was a kid who everyone was mean to when he Wesley. was on the show. Wesley. Wesley. Yeah. Would be a good pairing for Saru. Oh, oh, uh, my, um, my, uh, civilian pick is the doctor, by the way. Nice. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, Yes. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> He's just trying to go on vacation. It just isn't working for him. Mm-hmm. He should just learn that, like, the universe, time, again, it it does things around him. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my... Um, uh, okay, so first so first officer, I'm going... Oh, um, I'm going to give that to Garrick. Um, not Garrick. Uh, what is it? Garrus Vakarian mm-hmm. from Mass yes. Effect. Mm. Mass Effect. Yeah. Nice. Okay, I. Th- All right, who's up I next? think my captain is still going to be Captain Pike, just because I, I love how he handles a crew, um, and. 
but my first officer is going to be Malcolm Reynolds because <laughs> I think Pike is putting putting a captain who believes in discipline with Cap with Malcolm Reynolds as his first officer. Well, this okay, be very interesting. But the thing is, like Malcolm is a good guy, but yeah. I think he would be able to provide the perspective of like we could do it this way, you know, and like kind of push Pike in different ways. So, um, I I like that. Um, my <laughs> I was gonna say. Communications, Asajj Ventress. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> she'd be like, "What do you mean? Kill them!" So uh, that would be pretty bad. <laughs> probably not. Probably not Cobb's first. No, time. You're right. no. I was actually thinking. Field, oh, go ahead. The field would basically be the clack, the classy version of anyone calls them ever, and she's like, "What you want, punk?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna fuck you up. What you want? <laughs> Come at me, bro. Uh, so I think um, for science honestly like my crew is pretty much Star Trek the only person I would change would be well you're you are the quintessential yes I, I am podcast, I am so that's totally yeah because like I gotta have I would either have Spock or Janeway like a younger Janeway on science because she is like very a discovery um but uh, for Helm, I would totally want to have Spensa from Brandon Sanderson's Starsight. Oh, hell yeah. Because she is baller. And she's a really good pilot. Um, and uh, let's see. Tactical. I think I would actually put Asajj Ventress on Tactical. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good choice. Like, I think she would just definitely be the type of like, I've got this, and like not risk any other lives because she's a freaking Jedi. Um, mm -hmm. And then, uh, let's see, I did Captain First Officer. Oh, only because you science. said this to me this morning. Is she what a Jedi? <laughs> a Jedi? Yeah. I think it depends on when and how she woke up that day. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I was showing, um, uh, I have, I'm wearing a t-shirt, uh, as some of you can see, uh, that's, um, uh, like all the different Jedi that, uh, show up to help to inspire Rey at the Aww. end of the Rise of Skywalker with Rey standing in front of them. And so I was introducing Garnet to, um, so I was introducing the fusion to, uh, which, uh, you know, who each of the characters were. And then after saying Ahsoka, I finished with, and they're all Jedi. And Meiling was like, is she? Yeah, I was like, is she? <laughs> She's more Jedi than most of those Jedi on the shirt. But anyways. Um, and then, uh, let's see, Doctor. I... Yeah, I make a list. Yeah. Um... I'm thinking... Yeah, no, I think I'm going to basically keep my Star Trek crew, but just make Spensa my helmsman and Asajj, my tactical officer. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Okay, okay, Google Drive. Let's get that All list right. going. Jairus <laughs> or Rowan? Who, do you want? who wants to go? Rowan, I'm making go. my list so I can think. Oh, Jairus, go ahead. crap. I'm not done with my list. Um, <laughs> I like that you, we, Mailing and I just pulled it off the top of our dome, and you guys are like, oh, we're going to write it down. Well, no, I have to keep right. track of all of the positions. Like, what even are they? Uh, Captain, first officer, tactical <laughs> helm, communications, Sorry. engineering. Oh, good point. Science and medical. 
Uh, medical. Yeah, that makes and sense. And then the optional one is the uh, resident civilian. Um, man, I really want to say that I am going to be able to just come up with new ones th this quickly. Um, but I don't think I can. And the person I want in comms was already taken by another player. Um, so it's okay. You can double up or, yeah, you, or we, we don't, you can be absolutely here. ridiculous and turn your character yeah. into a Hydra of multiple different versions of that character. I mean, I, that was my original joke. Uh, but no, I think <laughs> hail Hydra. You, you don't want a Spock Hydra for your science officer. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, um, I, so this is, this is my life. I, I made a joke. Um, not a joke. I said happy birthday or something to, um, one of the Spock actors. And I, Aww. I said something like, you know, he's one of the like three men who played Spock and, people on twitter were like well actually if you technically count there's been young spock and young spock in this movie and young spock in this movie and young spock in this episode of the tv show so there's actually been like 17 people to play spock i i guess oh, that's a point wait. i woof that that sounds rough to get at work too <laughs> it's fine it's fine I'll live. I assume you guys need a minute. I am almost done. We can uh, always come back to this because um, there's quite a lot of stuff to discuss this week. There really yeah. is. Because um, it's been two oh, weeks. I, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, there we go. Are Still you... don't have a science person. Damn it. Uh, yeah, let's let's continue. <laughs> Just cheat and say the doctor. <laughs> nah, that's too cheating. And the doctor is not a captain. <laughs> <laughs> I feel um, can y'all hear me crunching into the mic if I a eat? little bit no. yeah but if you lean away from Mike um I'm kind of so the problem that I'm having with this is that now this becomes a, a laundry list of my imagination and as always yeah. when I have ultimate freedom I start to get analysis paralysis in that I think shit who am I and what do I like <laughs> Listen, Cheaty. <laughs> right? Yes. I'm like, there's... I'm asking my brain, brain, you, oh my God. you are so opinionated. Give me an opinion. And my brain's like, this is tea. This is the color <laughs> orange. We've all forgot counselor. <laughs> oh, oh. All right. Thank you. Um, I really don't want to spoil for Mei Ling uh, something from season three of Discovery. So for those of you who have watched season three of Discovery, you know who my pick is, and that is all I will say about it. What does the counselor do on the ship? They're uh, the therapist. Oh, um, all right. Well, that's one therapist be for an entire ship. <laughs> that's great. Mine is. Um, I'm just going to make a combination roll then. All right. Solved. I was going to say my counselor is a uh, Kaladin Stormblast from book four. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God dang it. Absolutely. That's a good choice. Sorry, Rowan. <laughs> we can have it's okay. repeats. And technically, he is a captain. Sure. <laughs> Ooh, this is I'm just such... saying it fits in your theme, so. All right, I think I've got my list. Go ahead. 
So as established from earlier, uh, the captain is an eight-year-old girl having the make-a-wish of her life. Uh, the first officer is Captain America. Uh, I changed my mind about the communications thing. Fabulous. Captain Malcolm Reynolds is now on tactical. Captain Jack Sparrow, still the helmsman. On communications, we have instead placed Captain Jack Harkness. Uh, oh, in engineering, no. we have Captain Cold. In science, we have from the public domain, Captain Science. Uh, and our combination counselor and medical person is Captain Kaladin Stormblessed. I, Very nice. I want to read this comic book. So bad. So <laughs> Write this fanfiction. Because, like, I, I love the idea of Captain America being, like, a first mate to, like, a little girl and be like, well, Captain, what do you think we should do? With, you know, like, it would just be so, like, endearing. Oh, my God. Steve, Steve would so, like, give that everything mm -hmm. he had. Mm -hmm. And so would Sam, actually. Yeah. And so would Bucky. Any Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Except maybe the dick from the, the who's a Captain America right now on the show. Did, did you folks watch uh, Falcon and the One Winter and Soldier? Uh, yes. I have seen both uh, episodes and I am now done with my list. <laughs> I want to take my fist and I want to punch John Walker in the face. Oh, you just he has wait. such a you, punchable face. You just fucking wait. I am such so a punchable face. Happy with how they're betraying him. Every time he misuses his power, I'm like, this is the metaphor this character was born to describe. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. here's my list. Captain, of course, Thrawn. However, <laughs> first officer, Commander Vimes. <laughs> that is excellent. That ship will never leave dark. No, no, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Uh, tactical is Finn from the sequel series. Uh, science is um, the uh, goddess heroine Promethea, um, because we do magic on this ship. Uh, comms, however... I really wanted Devani for my science officer, because magic, but go yeah. ahead. Yeah, that makes sense. Comms is the Helios Denton uh, construct from Deus Ex. Um, <laughs> Engineering's Gordon Freeman, you know why. Yeah. Counselor's Luke Skywalker. Medical. Engineering, report. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> you... You'll have to type it. Um, <laughs> my counselor's Luke Skywalker, um, which I think he's really going to help Thrawn and Vimes get together. I just really want to see that friendship. Okay. The three of them. Now, like, Luke from what time? time in Luke because there are times where I'm like yeah Luke would be a great counselor and there, there are other periods of his life where I'm like he should not be a counselor I get exactly what you're saying the time I'm talking about has yet to be written but I'm thinking probably one year before Kylo Ren did a school shooting um, Got it. medical yeah. is Alan Tunick from Resident Alien security <laughs> is Peter Parker <laughs> yes I also want to read this comic book. <laughs> Guys, I can't pay my starship bill. <laughs> Does anybody else have to pay rent to be on this starship? Peter, we gave you a very specific, and one would say regulation uniform. Yeah, but I just, I, you know, I couldn't get it in my style, and I'm pretty sure, you know, in a little bit, I'll just sew something up, it'll look exactly like this, but with a full face mask. 
No mouth. You don't have to it's... wear a mask, Peter. We all know your identity on board the ship. You live with us. <laughs> right? Just wear the regulation uniform. But it's baggy in weird places. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Vimes is like, I don't have to bother my boss. He seems to kind of know what I am doing. Also, problems just seem to drop into my lap in the order in which I'm ready to receive them. I kind of feel like maybe he's avoiding me or maybe watching me from afar. I don't understand. Or he's, he, he's like, he, is he just another Ventari? Right? <laughs> yeah, Ventari. He's very similar. Yeah. Very similar dynamic. Yeah. Cold, calculated. Ventari and Thrawn would absolutely be best friends as they plotted each other. Oh, deck. sure. <laughs> That's why I didn't put Ventari on here because I already have Thrawn. And I didn't put Weatherwax on here because I already had Commander Vimes. Um, but that was uh, a Vet tough choice. and Thrawn would have the most sexually charged game of chess ever. Actually, can oh, I, cha- can I, I need to talk to you guys. Yes, can I change you do my that. tactical I... officer? I want Captain yeah. Hobbs from Brooklyn Nine Nine to be <laughs> oh, my tactical God, officer. Because, yes. like, oh, that's such a good captain choice too. Yeah, he would be a great captain, like a great starship captain. I actually, I, I was thinking about this, and I, I want to change my tactical choice as well. Batman is a good, is a good choice, but. The better tactician, obviously, would be Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. So I'm putting him in that spot. Ah, uh, but I already got blue Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So I discovered something on Steam this week. Uh-huh. Uh, there exists a game called Fifth Dimensional Chess. Um, and yes. I heard about and this. And the way I that have... this works is that um, you can time travel. However, when you do, you don't go back to your time. You create an alternate timeline. However, lateral movement between the timelines are possible. What? So you can have a timeline that has three queens in it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So you can end up playing playing like 15 different games of chess at the same time. There is a move in this game called Days of Future Pasting. (laughs) What is the Days of Future Past move? Please tell me. You pull your uh, characters out of a Doom timeline in which you're obviously going to fail to shore up um, their doubles in a previous saved portion of that timeline. I love it. It's amazing. My brain hurts. It's it's hard. I was going to say it's hard to watch. It is cool to watch. It's hard to think about. Yeah. <laughs> I, but that's how I'm going to do it. I am really bad at chess. I love chess. I love what chess is about. Not good at it. Not really good at logical thinking. At this point, there's so much chaos. Logical thinking may not necessarily help my opponent. And finally, I will be at an even field. Well, the I problem mean... is that the computer can also travel laterally through time. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it only is it only against the computer or does it also have versus modes? Um, it has no, to have versus modes. you definitely have versus modes. Okay, Pretty sure. Okay, good. I can look this up. Yeah, crazy. Um, but yeah, I've been very excited about that. I really want to get it um, because I think it'll be a little brain breaky. Um, yeah. Just sad. You think? If you, Just a if you have the ability to record those, um, deciding you know what, I'm just going to all congregate in step one of this thing and now i have 64 pieces one for every <laughs> part of the board no i'm pretty sure you oh can't God. do that i'm just being uh off the cuff illogical i there are i like well, it when you, you're off you the are uh, you are our resident mage so that is true that's why i picked yeah. prometheus that's true. you should be excellent at playing 5d 
5D chess because you can just, you know, alter the laws of probability and will. Right. I mean, I I would never claim magical powers such that would affect a video game. However, magic as a philosophy definitely makes you more emotionally able to do things like uh, 5D chess without getting upset because that's how the universe <laughs> generally looks to you. <laughs> You're like, hmm, there are too many correlations sense. here. Oh, damn, I forgot to turn off uh, conspiracy board mode. <laughs> I forgot to turn off causation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, yeah. watching season two of uh, of the Umbrella Academy, and they introduce oh. Majestic 12, and I am, like, spinning in my seat. This is so cool. I'm so... Uh, the second season was so good. I can't wait for the third I'm one. so excited for the third season, and also, like, I really, really want to support the show, especially how supportive they've been of Elliot Page. Oh, yeah. And, like, they're, they're like, yeah, we'll totally change everything, and it's not even going to be a thing, and this is great. And I'm like, that is just so amazing. Because, like, mm-hmm. they did have to, you know? But they were like, yeah. no, we value you as an artist. And, like... I kind of... Oh, sorry. I kind of hope they, they Jed Zia it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of hope that it's an episode where it's just, like... Uh, it's it's like what I can't remember what her character's name, that, what Vanya. his character's name was. Vanya, it was yeah. yeah, it's like Vanya. Oh, I'm actually uh, Eric now. Eric, right. and, and that's, that's it. That's all you well, do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure that's exactly how it's going to be because, like, frankly, coming out oh the second season, like they deal with some crazy shit. Like it's it's really really good. Um, I can't wait. First season blew my mind, especially yeah. Vanya's story. I was like. Oh my god, this person oh, was lied to their whole life and had these weird medical stuff and did superpowers? I love Vanya. Yeah, I no. am 100% yeah. behind Vanya. Does Vanya destroy the world? I would forgive Vanya. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, their story gets even more kind of like heartbreaking too in the mm-hmm. second season. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. heartbreaking but also awesome. Yeah. Like it's just a really good yeah. story. And five, I just want to take my fist, punch his face, um, just because he's annoying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, speaking of other punchable faces, John Walker from Falcon, yes. and, the Falcon Soldier. and the Winter Soldier. Let's talk like, about that show. Can we can we also talk about how they deal with therapy and PTSD and like <laughs> I love that therapist. It's probably not like a good therapy like i would not respond to her mode of therapy but i think but I for would. bucky yeah i i think like for bucky and for sam honestly perfect absolutely I, perfect i gotta ask rowan uh as someone studying psychology um where was the book and where did that therapist leave it in episode two <laughs> which book the, i wasn't paying that much attention the, what? the book of rules the rules that would suggest perhaps you shouldn't say in the middle of a police station this is my client and i am his therapist uh, or perhaps you might not say therapy session now yeah. in the middle a of a crowded room, room. or yeah. you know maybe not use medical intervention as a threat against your client <laughs> yeah, that would be the the book in question would be the uh, APA Code of Ethics, I think. Yeah. Um, you don't do that. You don't do any of that. Yeah, 
on the other hand, we've established that she's ex-military mm -hmm. um, and that this is part of a court order. So she is probably giving very few shits because him not doing it would constitute breaking the law. Yeah. What court do you think they tried Bucky in? The Hague? Like the Supreme <laughs> Court? Yeah, yeah it, it would have had to be, it would have had to almost been the Hague, you know, yeah. like some sort of international... Where does Interpol take their stuff to? Do the they Hague. take them to it's the Hague? It's the ICJ. So it's the International yeah. Criminal Justice Court. And um, so, not only I was are actually, you a veteran, I was, yeah, I was oh, there yes, when uh, uh, Milosevic was actually tried. I was there for MUN, mm -hmm. and we our MUN passes got us in to see the trial. I didn't go because I had to write a resolution. Um, but, uh, yeah, he probably would have gotten tried there, but anyways. Mm. That must be rough to be a veteran of America's most celebrated war and known to have been a secret Nazi throughout the 20th century, where now you're tried at the Hague. You're yeah. like, yes, that's me, Winter Soldier. I used to be a Nazi, but it was brainwash. I don't know. I was For, for a second, I was going to say, I don't think he was a Nazi, but no, Hydra. They are they yeah. Hydra. Yeah, they're, 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 they're Nazis. They're Nazis. Um, but, I mean, like, I just... I love that they are doing this really kind of, like, human aspect of... Bucky is a man out of time, but unlike Steve... He was. He had to live through that. He time. had to live awful. through that time, and he was manipulated and used yeah. and did yeah. horrible things that, even though he's not in control of, he remembers. Yeah. And I yeah. think that is like crazy. Like yeah, the f I, the yeah. fact that he hasn't tried to kill himself. I mean, like you know, yeah, that's I just was, crazy. That is yeah, probably was, something he may have promised or made a deal with um steve uh, steve for yeah um yeah it he I was... he places a big <laughs> deal on what steve thinks of him and how yeah uh, yeah yeah what were you going to say ron i i was watching the first episode with my fiance uh and like they were doing the therapy session. She was laughing about how he was choosing to follow the rules uh, in in completing the list. Laughing about that, really enjoying it. And then the moment it became clear that the old Asian guy was the father of the young Asian man that we had seen murdered oh, earlier in the so episode, good. she turned to me and she was like, "That's not fair." <laughs> yeah, no, that I was like, that was a, such holy. a good twist. I sort of saw it coming as soon as I saw. As soon as I saw Bucky talking to a random uh, Japanese guy, but... I mean, so did I. But but at the at the still... same time, I understood why he would maybe like be friends with older people because it's kind oh, of sure. like a so... shared experience of like, oh yeah, yeah I remember. It was definitely like a buddy from the war, right? But mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of what I thought at first, and then when it was just like, I don't know what happened to my son, I was like, oh no, why are you doing this to yourself, like? Like, you know penance well he needs to make it better somehow yeah. and he doesn't know how to do that except to make sure that this old man isn't alone yeah and it's i mean also like the date was a little awkward and i was like that girl is trying to get you drunk so that way she can get herself some like 
shit. Is, like, I mean, go boring, get it. Pretty but boring. Yeah. You might also be aware that there is a security mirror above the door. I'm not sure if yeah. I saw it, but I they're typically there in places that are so thin. You want to be able to see, you know, who's outside, and like yeah. maybe or she could be a tactical genius. Yeah, you never know. She could be another agent, but um, I, I I was kind of expecting that to that to be the way that scene went, like instead of just being awkward. But I'm also glad they spent an entire episode setting up where Bucky and Sam were at before they dove into the like the main plot and the flag yes. and yes. uh and uh Enfys Nest. Yeah, it's mm. it's gonna be it's gonna be really really interesting. And I I also just love how they they set up the two characters too that like you know Sam was given the shield but he's just like I can't take on that mantle and then also seeing um, spoilers for episode 2 meeting Isaiah and like we gotta learning, talk about Isaiah Bradley like uh-huh. learning all the stuff that happened to him and then like Sam basically getting like dressed down by a cop while Bucky's not even given a second look, even though Bucky is the one who has a warrant arrest the out, warrant. out yeah. on him. You know, like it's just kind of like this is why Sam felt like he couldn't be Captain America because it's like who would trust his face, you know? And that's just yeah. Well, and he actually horrible. Said, said like it's something that you and you and uh, Steve never uh, had to. You and Steve would never have understand. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so, like, um, I'm really glad that they're they're diving into that, you know, yes. and kind of like that issue. So, um, also just like the production of Bucky's apartment, like having a table probably be because that came with the apartment, and that's his only furniture. Like he doesn't yeah. even have a chair. He sleeps with a blanket on the floor, like yeah, you yeah. know, because he's, he's just probably not used to he's having so things broken or having. Well, he's, he's probably you know he's used to having to leave at a moment's notice, like yeah, yeah, and it's also a thing. It's a common element in a lot of veterans' experiences after they come back from being in a war zone. They can't sleep in a bed; it's too soft. Yeah, you know? so they have to sleep on the floor. Yeah. So I I just I love 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 that they are diving into it without being like and now we are going to talk about therapy you know they're like we're just going to do it and it's going to be a huge mm-hmm. part and it is going to be really interesting to see Sam and Bucky kind of struggle with standing against the flag smashers because honestly right now I kind of agree with what they're doing (laughs) you know i am so looking forward to this because one of the the captain america writing one two punches is conservatives right into marvel saying captain america's patriotic why don't you have him taking on some of the struggles with patriotism young people have today like those protesters or whatever and they'll be like okay so they throw him at protesters and he struggles with them he finds out what the real issue is and he comes back and he's like yeah so they were right and we should listen to them like there's always yep. this turnaround first he was looking at a communist plot in the US nope it's creep and he arrests president nixon that's captain yeah. america so i have yeah. a feeling 
I well, hope. actually, the the storyline didn't end with him arresting President Nixon. It ended with the stand-in for President Nixon committing suicide in the Oval Office. Ooh, I don't remember that part. Yeah, that's from the sixties or seventies. Yeah. yeah, it okay. was. It Remember was to mark crazy. that for spoilers <laughs> at the beginning of the episode. If <laughs> <Yes>. for <laughs> <laughs> a thirty-year-old comic, I think it's probably okay. But yeah, you never know. Um, so... I just realized I haven't been doing any show notes this whole time. Oh shoot! Well, it's we're okay. Uh, thing one: Star Trek <laughs> and Star Trek. And star. Who da crew? Who da crew? <laughs> um, but uh. Get, why also, don't we talk about, oh, I, I was just gonna say. Oh, sorry. Yes. Go for it. Oh, I, I. So the meta history of Isaiah Bradley <laughs> is really interesting. Yes, it is. Let's talk about it. Uh, go ahead the writer who made isaiah bradley is controversial and for issues that i am not fully aware of he had to be taken off the project or was deemed that he had to be taken off the project but the project in which he created isaiah bradley was incredibly uh true to history way of looking at the difference between the white veteran experience in the 20th century and the black veteran experience Mm -hmm. in the 20th century um, there was a, a major Tuskegee, like the things that he describes in episode two, the things the government did to him are not only what happens in the comic, but what happens in the comic is worse. It is. Yeah. In the comic, more he, horrifying. Is, he is, I, I, he, I just read about this and was shocked. He is, uh, he does all of this stuff to save the country. And then he's arrested because he quote unquote stole Captain America's costume. I mean, he pro- for which they also sterilize him yes which is just horrible horrific yeah absolutely horrific and then something that actually happened in history yeah yes and they also imprisoned him after the war because it was like well there isn't a war for him to fight we can't just have him like you know living a life um because I guess he's not capable of trust or whatever, so let's throw him in prison. And it's just like, it is are you fucking suggested. kidding me? It is suggested, I think, in the comics that the effect of their overexposure of him to the drug um, and the torture that they put him through um, majorly, severely mentally um, harmed him to the point where they said, oh, well, now we can't... Essentially, they... Uh, Guantanamo bade him when what we now do in Guantanamo uh, yeah. Bay until he mentally regressed into essentially childhood because mm-hmm. he couldn't because that's what he needed to do to cope and they use that as an excuse to not release him yeah yeah and it, he did um, I don't know how it how much he's of a like future how much of the character's future has been dealt with the comics but i do know he showed up at um uh black panther and storm's wedding uh which was really cool it's cool Mm. i and i Um, believe the reason why they put something like this in here is they want to i think get into that different perspective i mean certainly they're touching on um policing um in that second episode but i think there's this sense that they haven't said this, and I might not be the person who could correctly analyze it, but I have a feeling a big reason why um, uh, 
oh gods, uh, why Falcon turned down um, being Captain America is because he knew that if he took it, it would be because they offered it to him and not because he decided it was time. And he, if, Well, but Steve gave him the shield. Right. I think he... I, I wonder if there's a sense that he wanted to make sure that this was happening, that a black man was taking on this role because the black man was at complete agency to do so and not because a white moral authority decided that it should be done. Mm. That there is this needing to own the decision and come back and find that it's right for him because Steve would not know what it means for him to take it. Yeah. Um, because honestly like there's the split for five years and you're saying do you want every racist in america to be gunning for you um, right that is a big ask it, and we saw this when they made him captain america in the comics and you had white supremacists um making a big stink about it online and writing harassment letters and all that bullshit and, and just to be clear we're talking about white supremacists in real life yes, yeah real life in the so in if indicate art to you know um the the bigot will in fact not surprise you in their reaction to yeah pro- well and I, I think also um they they did a good job showing kind of sam's indignation but also kind of like a i knew it was going to happen when they gave the shield to just some other dude you know, yeah. like, he he was like, this belongs in a museum, it belongs as an enduring symbol. Like, no one should take up this mantle again. Like, we should develop a new hero, a new sort of thing um, to protect. Yeah. And then the government was like, lols, and just literally... This thing is, yeah, this symbol is too powerful to be sitting around when it could be doing work for us. Yeah. Like I kind of figured that that was probably the reason that, uh, Rhodey cringed as much as he did when Sam was like, I was honored to receive this, but I cannot keep this. Like Rhodey's reaction was just like, Oh God damn it. The moment it's out of his hands, people I know are going to, uh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see where they take it. I'm also really interested in what they're going to do with this setting. This seems to be the first show or the first property that's really getting into what was it psychologically like like. for society to just be halved across the globe. I mean, it's, it's, it's super interesting to, because, you know, when they did the, everybody, um, you know, half the universe dies in the comics they didn't really after everybody came back it was that was it you know they didn't really talk about it it was very Uh, 60s sort of hand wave yeah and so it's great to have that you know actually dove into and actually look at you know what are the consequences of this crazy thing we did yeah Mm -hmm. well and i think i I think it's it's the right time because everyone is you know with the pandemic we're all kind of looking at life through a different lens. Yeah, there's a lot say, in the like, show that's hitting differently because yeah, of the pandemic. You know, and so like it the there's a bigger push towards like proper mental health and like acknowledging your mental health. And so like to actually see that one it's a dude 
getting mental health and he's not and having big feelings like i mean yeah. he he keeps it under control but like the look on his face at the end of i think it was episode one when he's on the date and then you know she's like oh it's so good that you're taking care of him he doesn't know about what happened to his son and and the look of on bucky's face when he sees um I can't remember what his name is, but the older man, like, he wants to apologize. He wants to be like, it was me. Please hit me, hurt me, you know, like, you know, take out your vengeance on me. But, like, he just can't because he knows it's not going to make it better. And, like, just, just seeing that, it was excellent acting in a moment, you know, and, yeah. like... Mm-hmm. It's also like the end of WandaVision with Agnes when she gets turned back to her sitcom persona and like just the acting of these actors is just phenomenal and it's really great to see that they're putting their 100,000% in even though it's a TV show. They're treating it like a movie and, yeah. and, and putting that effort and quality in. It's just, it's really, really great to see. The, the effects really are seemingly movie quality. And I do feel they're toned down in a scale way that I like a lot. It reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But the cool, the fantasy of the effects are not scaled down at all. Exactly. Um, and like every time Falcon goes into flight, it's like, it shouldn't look like that. Oh my god, it's just like a comic. That's so great. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, the flying scenes they've done with Falcon every time he's been in a movie have all had just been so freaking cool mm-hmm. it just it just really reaches out and grabs you oh it does it's also really cool to see buffy bucky's arm as a negativism as well to see that there is a um that there there is this handicap to it this way in which it also makes his life so much harder um mm. is I really like the way that they fill out these, what are the ideas and requirements behind these fantastical ideas? What is it like to live in this reality? Um, And I was very into what they explored with the global, um, uh, the global repatriation uh, council, because Mm. it presents an immediate critique on our world. This Mm. is a problem our world currently has. Many governments hold populations that they do not claim as their citizens and do not treat um, as well as they treat their citizens. We do it at the border. Um, China does it in various ways, but specifically right now to Uyghurs. Yes, Um, it happens all the time. And now that this blip has occurred, who is to say whether that council is allowing, say... um, pushing eastern european and southern european countries to accept their romany members like mm-hmm. i am guessing that is in fact probably a corrupt process in which very regional based politics are making minute decisions on who gets benefited and who does not and that is why yeah. the flag smashers are stealing these meds for refugee camps because there are people who are being abused and left behind and uh, mm-hmm. I just uh, so. I intrigued. hope very. Go ahead. 
I hope very much that that is what the medicine was and not just like more super soldier serum, which is what I assumed that it was like in that scene in episode two, mm -hmm. uh, towards the end, like with the flag smashers there, it kind of assumed like art. It, 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 I couldn't quite tell if these were the flag smashers or whether these guys had been part of that group and believed in the cause, but had splintered from the main group and stolen like trucks and gear from them in order to do, go and try and do their own thing because of the presence of that money man or whatever who I think tracked them was, down. I think they are the flag smashers. Okay. Um, but I, yeah. it's hard to tell um, exactly how complex that is. I was also a little confused. It sounded like at one point they said that these were vaccines and then they started talking about super soldier serum very quickly. And the mm -hmm. super soldier serum is not a vaccine. I don't know what's going on there. Well, so I don't yeah. think the stuff in the truck was the super soldier. Serum. Right. I think Sam just figured out that these people had all been given a dose of the serum somehow. Yeah. That would make sense. So that would tell me that they were, in fact, actual medicines that are probably bound for actual needy people. Um, but yeah. we have yeah. yet to see fully the character of um, of Flag Smashers and their organization. Yeah. 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 But they seem to be, I mean, fairly trustworthy. They haven't I think done they're. Anything. I think they're definitely more good guys than they are bad. Yeah, I have a feeling the dichotomy they're going to show up politically uh, is going to be authoritarianism and maybe even nationalism on um, uh, Chuck McChin's face. Um, <laughs> I know. That, wow, John I, Walker. Yes, John Walker. Thank you. Um, yeah. And anarchism, which is represented by the Flag Smashers, typically in the comics, they are portrayed as very anarchist, and so far seem somewhat anarchist here. And it will be very mm. interesting how they go with that, because the entire idea of Captain America is you are a nationalistic symbol. No matter how you look at him, he represents some form of nationalism. And whether he can... Yeah, he represents some kind of America... It just depends on which one you think. Right, and how that... Whose ideals are being right. presented. And whether or not he just remains patriotic or becomes full-on nationalistic the way John Walker is in the comics, I think depends yeah. a lot on, you know, um, where the writers want to take that argument. And I have a feeling we're about to see some cool stuff, but I also don't mm. want to say it's the greatest thing since sliced bread before I've seen it. Yeah, I think I think there's a chance that the show could go uh, really deep into some issues um, and really confront some things that America needs to be talking about. That'd yeah. be good. Uh, or there's a chance that that last episode was it, and now we're getting into we're just going to be in punchy exploding mode for the rest of it. Um, um, I wouldn't count on it. Like I wouldn't count on that either. Like they've been doing really well so far, and I think they understand that like the socially punchy elements of it are are worth giving at least equal airtime to the physical punching. Yeah. Right. The punchy is more important than the punching. And mm. that's what Marvel understands. They know it's about characters. Um, they yeah. know that there is a, a... The real story, excuse me, is what transformation the characters make. Um, and that's been yeah. true in pretty much all of their properties so far. Not Mei Ling all, but and I most. watched a documentary on Disney Plus, uh, 
the other night called Behind the Mask, which is like a, a, a short, like hour long, like uh, this is the history of Marvel Comics. Um, but what's interesting about it is that they it's a really it's really focused on why do characters war in Marvel work and they work because they're focused more on the person behind the mask than they are on the uh, the person in the mask. Um, but they in talking about that went into a lot of um, discussion of like diversity and how you know Marvel tried it with the original Black Panther and things like that. But the thing that I thought was fascinating is they played a clip of an interview with Stan Lee from you know 60 or 70 something uh, where the interviewer was literally like, have you felt pressure to put more blacks in your comics? And his response was basically like, no, we've just put them in because like we look out our window and that's the world we see. That's the, you know, people exist everywhere and there's no reason not to put them in our comic books if they exist. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the newer iteration of Captain America is going to be a gay man and not just a gay man, a gay twink, which like they could have oh, gone damn. for a very strong gay man, but they decided to go the other way. And I have to say, that's a cool look. Wait, what is what what is this? Um, let me see if I can bring this up. There is going to be an iteration of Captain America, who is an LGBT activist. His that's name cool. will be um, Aaron Fisher. Aaron Robert Fisher, gay Captain America later this year, <laughs> uh, fights against evil to help those who are almost invisible to society, says artist. Huh. Um, okay, cool. More punk than twink, but yeah. You know, he is very punkish. Uh, that is true. He is a fearless teen who stepped up to protect fellow runaways and the unhoused. That's a very LGBT story, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no kidding. Whoa. The artist is trans. That's oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. You don't see that a lot in the Marvel uh, room. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, and hope to see more of it going forward. Uh, to reiterate that documentary behind the mask, um, mm -hmm. what I also really liked about it was it was a story of some creators being like, "Hey guys, this is really racist. Let's stop." You know, yeah. and it. It unfortunately takes the white ally to be like, let's not do this, um, because uh, one of the com one of the uh, comics was Jungle Action, and it just had horrible Which was a super comic. stereotypes, oh, and it was a lot of like white savior saving the savage peoples and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, I'm no, I can't support republishing this uh let's put black panther in it and it actually made it a much better story because <laughs> it mm. was sure and the interesting thing he said with that was you know when he decided to make it a black panther book uh it took place in wakanda the entire cast was wakandan so there were no white people in the book and editors kept trying to be like yo can the avengers show up or something so we're not he's like no it's not that book yeah He's like, I'm not going to have, like, Black nice. Panther can handle it. He's, he's a badass, like, and, um, yeah, also, like, uh, an Asian comic book creator was like, could we maybe, like, I don't know, not paint Asian people yellow? That'd be Good great, point. you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, and I learned from there that there's actually, like, an Asian Hulk, 
and I really, oh, yeah, yeah. I really, really want to read it because that's just, I love Hulk. Hulk is one of my favorite, and the Fusion's favorite Avenger is the Hulk. Yeah. It's Are so you talking cute. about Amadeus Cho? Yes, I'm talking about yeah. Amadeus Cho. So Amadeus I, I definitely... Cho is one of the coolest characters Marvel has ever made. Yeah. So agree. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to read it. And the, I know Mike was like, you know, they canceled it. I'm like, no, that's great. I like, <laughs> I like complete stories before I start reading and get really invested. And then I'm just like, wait. What did you do with my oh runaways, Joss Whedon? Sorry, had to, <laughs> had to just. Put that I in just there. finished. Um, uh, I just so I've, you know, as I've been r- running through comic books, mm-hmm. I finished um, uh, Matt Fraction's uh, acclaimed run on Hawkeye, and then the next thing I jumped into was the um, latest uh, edition of the West Coast Avengers, which was uh, had both Hawkeyes in it, um, and. Uh, it was it's so disappointing because it was such a good book and then after 10 issues it got canceled Aww. and so it really felt like they'd gotten like they had just gotten their feet under them they were really starting Aww. to tell a good story and then yank that's it was so such a cool sorry. team too it was so it's it's both hawkeyes it's Gwenpool. uh it's uh quentin choir uh and uh, america chavez uh so it it was uh and they had just gotten a mascot his name is Jeff. He's a land shark. He's adorable. Aww. Okay. Speaking of land shark, have you guys seen the Suicide Squad trailer? Yes. I, oh, I know God. we're we're shifting um, <laughs> houses, but it looks so good. And yes. My favorite thing about um, King Shark in that trailer is how adorable and lovable he seems. Oh, because yeah. James Gunn on Twitter all week has been like, where we really tried so hard not to make him adorable. We did everything you're supposed to not do. His <laughs> eyes are small. His head is too big. Like we did all of this stuff to make him horrifying and he's still adorable. <laughs> and some, somebody was like, Oh, look at, look at this. Look at this King shark. I would die for him. And James Gunn was like, he is munching on a human skull in that picture. Yeah. But you know, I mean, he's, I mean, he's like your adorable. Hey, maybe he's hungry. Right. Like, apparently he's also being played by Sylvester Stallone. He's which play, being played by Sylvester Stallone in what I think is James Gunn being like, okay, I understand. You need to get someone whose voice is absolutely unmistakable. Now, take them out of the movie. They're only a CGI thing right now. Don't well, worry. I'll... Everyone's going to love them. <laughs> but that actually makes a lot of sense. Because Sylvester Stallone is hella old now, and um, mm. probably can't, probably wants to do the action films from his heyday, but kind of can't anymore. So this is a way for him to like continue um, doing that. And like, seriously, he's amazing. Um, the whole like, does anyone have a question? Hand. Hand. Good job. Yes. And I just love Amanda Walker's um, just like, I don't get paid enough for this shit. And I hope they all die this time. Like, literally, that is the vibe she is giving off the whole time. Like, please, can you guys actually live up to your name? That would be great for me. Okay? Can we just, like, (laughs) not come back? That would be ideal. That would be ideal. Um, And also, I just love Margot Robbie's Harlequin. Like, 
Yeah. I yeah. did not like the outfit. I like that she's actually kind of sort of wearing pants. Um. Sure. So, yeah. but like, she's amazing. John Cena. I'm so happy with the movie roles that he's had, um, because he actually does a really good job with them. He's, he's perfect as a comedy guy. He should never yes. be like a straight action he, dude. Yes. Like Rock, but he's always so funny. loved his comedy ever since he went on SNL and and did Drunk Girl Friend. Oh my god, I thought he's got perfect comedic timing. Yeah, no, he's he's great, and like. If you haven't seen Bumblebee, you guys need to oh, go so see good. it because he finally says the thing that all of us have been thinking all of this time. They're literally named the Decepticons. Literally. Right. Does that not raise any red flags for anyone? Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, that's what I've been thinking all along. <laughs> it was just, it was great. It was great. So very, very excited for that. Um, Maybe we'll have a good DC movie. Who knows? We've had a couple. Well, yeah, you know, Birds we, of Prey, right? Birds, Birds of Prey was dope. Birds of Prey was great. The first um, Wonder Woman was good. Shazam, Shazam was, was good. Yeah. Oh, I want another Shazam. I want... There's like, going to be another Shazam. Shazam. Where, where is our TV series? This movie is the premise for more different, legally distinct Power Rangers. Why is this not a TV series already? <laughs> right? <laughs> DC at least an TV. animated show come on yeah yeah no that would that would be amazing like i i would <laughs> so support that and um yeah but instead we got extended cut of the justice league just what everyone wanted right yeah four hours did not watch didn't watch the first one and will definitely not watch four hours of that torture yeah. Someone so bought the... me a ticket to it, and it was very unfortunate. Oh, to just to the original or to, to the uh, original? To the... Oh. Okay, I was yeah. like, how did you get a ticket to the Snyder Cut? No, well, uh, Snyder picked me up in his van, and he talked to me about objectivism the entire time. <laughs> I was no. like, are you okay? <laughs> I wouldn't be. I was no. trying to figure out a joke about Snyder picking you up in his van and robbing you because Rob Schneider. Hey, but um, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, the, you the can one make thing that, that joke, though. The... You can do it. You sure? Yeah. No, yeah I don't think I can. I, I think it's you. too late now. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so the Snyder Cut, um, the, one, the one thing that I have heard that was positive about it uh, was that basically in the Joss Whedon Cut, they just uh, completely removed the entirety of Cyborg's story. Yeah. yeah. And, and in fact, every actor of color in the movie, apparently. Yeah. So that's so the good. Snyder cut, yeah, the Snyder cut brings those things back in and makes Cyborg a real, actual character with a backstory and everything. Good, good. So like all of those parts are good, but it's still just a gratuitously long movie experience. Well, so. honestly, everything that Snyder does is gratuitous. That's true. Uh, like, yes, that's that's true. He's a Wait, man did, after. Did yeah. Snyder do Sin City? No, that no, was Rodriguez. That was Rodriguez. Also, no, okay. another person who's slightly gratuitous, but I like his gratuity okay. better. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. There were a few different people on Sin City, and I... No, no Sin City Sin was, just City was Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. It was just no, him. Frank Miller worked with him on it. I knew there was right. one asshole on the right. team. Right, Frank Miller... 
that's true. Uh, and actually, Robert Rodriguez quit the D- the Directors Guild because they wouldn't let him give Frank a directing credit on the movie. Ooh. Which is, yeah. Um, Frank Miller, when he was, you know, young and sane, uh, wrote some interesting stories. They're certainly foundational, and certainly not anything else that was simply an expression of anti-Islamophobia um, or... Yeah. Well, that was that was later that, that he got, is, really got into true. that. That's yeah. true. What else is new this week? Um. Oh, uh, so I played. I started playing a game that entered uh, open beta very recently called uh, Magic Legends. Um, hey. <laughs> fun. Um, Give us your honest thoughts, Rowan. Okay, so... And pretend uh, I'm not here. Because <laughs> I won't be talking. Yeah, okay. Because I, I honestly, honest... legally, don't think you're allowed to. Nope. That's cool. Uh, so, Magic Lessons. <laughs> magic Lesions. I'm just going to review this like I've had a couple drinks. Magic lem- lem- Lemons <laughs> is about... Um, you're, you're a magic boy. Or girl, and you do magic things in the place is where this part the, of the magic joke? happens. Or is that also true? It, this is this is this is part of the joke. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, so, uh, because it is in open beta, there are things that I do not think are uh, valid to critique too much. It, like it just entered open beta recently, so uh, frame rate problems can't really critique those latency can't really critique that because like whenever anything enters open anything immediately their servers are overwhelmed because like there is no way for the company to know how many people are actually interested in playing the game until they start playing it that's true um the the main thing that has frustrated me so far uh, really is just the the lag between uh, hitting a button and having something happen, which is a latency issue. As they add more uh, processing power to their servers, that will stop being an issue. And the fact that, um, unlike Diablo, if you are attacking in a direction and then you move your mouse to be pointing somewhere else, your character does not automatically turn to follow the mouse unless you are moving actively at the time, which is a little weird, hmm. but yeah. Um, but they, they are actively listening to community feedback and trying to adjust things and make them better. Uh, they recently, like very recently came out with a state of the game thing where they talked about things that they had patched, were patching or were planning on working on in order to improve the experience of the game. Um, I've been playing as a blue mage, who basically uh, has ridiculous air hair? <laughs> oh well, I guess both, because like the blue mage, they they went with someone who uh, is so intellectual that his feet never touch the ground. Um, nice. <laughs> he just floats around kind of majestically with super saiyan hair with a like white streak up it. Like uh, you do. And you shoot, yeah, and you shoot <sighs> little shiny rocks at people, uh, which chain through enemies. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, been playing that, having a lot of fun, just like throwing tidal waves at people and uh, using a lot of control spells to just like throw goblins hither and yon. Um, 
Because I mean, I'm, what are goblins? I just what else are goblins book. good for besides just throwing them around? Exploding. <gasps> no. Exploding. Yeah. Noise. <laughs> How are I the magic? The... How's the magic? Go ahead. Though? Um, the magic is mostly pretty snappy in most areas. You have a uh, mana bar that fills up, and uh, those are your resources for casting spells that come from a semi-randomized deck. You have a certain set of spells that uh, cycle out and are replaced with other spells from the deck randomly over time as you use them. Um, I'm not sure if you can put duplicates of the same spell so that you can just keep getting that same spell over and over again. Um, you can't. But... Uh, basically, you get a hand of four spells that you get to use until you run out of mana, and then as you use them, there's a little bit of a cooldown, and then a new spell comes into your hand, and you get to use that. Ooh. Uh, the blue, the blue mage has like summoning spells, so like a water elemental and a mage that makes uh, duplicates of themselves every time you cast an instant or sorcery, and another one that makes instants and sorceries cost less, and then you've got like control spells like uh, sleep and tidal wave and uh, a magnetic pull thing which smashes everybody together and a teleport shock waves but it's I've been having a lot of fun but I haven't checked out the other colors yet <laughs> but it's it's a lot of fun to play I think mm -hmm. um, they definitely need to keep working on it but it's already not as rough as it was two weeks ago when I or one week ago when I started playing. Nice. Um, nice. That's good so. to hear that it seems like it's getting better and they're taking feedback. So. Yes. And, you know, as soon as all of the, like, cutscene animations are smoothed out and the they've had, like, a third pass on the, the voiceover that a characters do, mm -hmm. Ral is really good. Nissa is trying the merfolk are people made interesting choices that's that's the most i am willing to say sure about that. sure <laughs> awesome nice. uh, uh well i'm gonna assume i'm gonna say that was your your one thing this week because we're we're past an hour oh, definitely. Uh, so, okay uh so i will jump into my one thing this week which as always is the video game i was playing when we recorded this podcast uh, this week, I have gotten back into Smite, uh, and by back into, I mean really for the first time. The last time I played it, I played it for about five minutes and never picked it up again. Uh, Smite is a MOBA, uh, like League of Legends, uh, where, uh, unlike League of Legends, um, Smite is a third-person uh, MOBA, so you're looking over your character's shoulder at the arena, and you're down on the ground with them, as opposed to controlling from above. Um and all of the characters are Greek gods Ooh. or legendary heroes of some kind. Cool. So I've been playing uh, uh, with King Arthur, of course, Your favorite. me, and uh, with a um, uh, Hindu demon named Bakasura, uh, who is, um, uh, they're known for their cannibalistic nature. So the, the power they gave them in the game is literally to eat minions and then regurgitate them out to mess with your enemies. That's... Nice. He's got a big mouth yeah. and his stomach and he uses it to eat that is as much as i know about bakasura yes i really do like it's... that they've included world deities do you know are mm -hmm. there any like african gods or um yeah like asian sure and stuff? i mean 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's Asians. I was fighting Guan Yu today. Um, uh, there's also um, definitely some. Uh, well, uh, the only the only people I definitely know are in there are Egyptian gods, which is is African, but not what you meant. Yeah. Uh, but they've got people from. They've got so many gods in this game. Yeah, that this game has been around like... for a while, and they keep adding dudes. Um... Yeah, I um they the reason I got into it is because they had a pack that was fifteen dollars, and you unlock every god in the game forever, including any future ones that come out. What? Uh, so I, I was like, no, I'll, it's probably I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, uh, and so there's Ooh, yeah. Baron um, Samedi is in this game. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Oh, that's good. Uh, the <gasps> other cool thing Bacchus is, do... is in this game. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have um, so nice. uh, what do they do? Um, they do uh, crossover skins sometimes. So like, yeah, uh, they have a ruby set and they have an after the last Airbender set. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, the last Airbender set is uh, uh, Zuko, Aang, and uh, Korra <gasps> uh, taking over for different gods. So Aang, uh, Aang is uh, Merlin, a skin for Merlin. Because uh, Merlin, as a wizard, his power set is set up to switch between elements as he attacks. Uh, and so they switched it from his three elements to uh, air, water, and fire uh, so that Aang can flip around and be doing those constantly. It's great. Um, I actually think you would enjoy playing this with me, Jerry. I you think should, I would. Discordia's in this game. One of her powers <laughs> is the golden apple of Discord, and she has a passive ability called Contest of the Gods. I love this game. <laughs> uh, my friend Ben was telling me about how Persephone plays, and she's... Uh, uh, her whole thing is planting and so you uh she's got these seeds she can oh throw God. to plant and if you harvest the seed immediately you get healing uh and then as the time as the time goes on that the seed has been planted um the more it goes from a support ability to a damaging your enemy's ability so if you mm. want to beat up on people with her you have to basically set up traps and like know where your enemy is going to go on the battlefield so you can harvest the seeds you planted at the right time and screw with them nice sorry I've, i'm i'm just looking at kukulin and one of the skins is called bay watch b-a-e <laughs> uh, and it's as like a hunky surfer dude and then uh so just kukulin then I said, what? so just regular Kukulin then. Well, yeah, and except his beast form is uh, wearing shades and hanging <laughs> ten on a surfboard. Well, and I, I do have That's to say, good. like, I've seen Mike play some of this, and I just kind of love the, like, snarkiness or, like, the tongue-in-cheek that, yeah, that they're playful. taking. And, like, that's just really, really cool, too, that they are being super diverse and it's not, like you know, Eurocentric. Um, and There's that's... actually a very widespread here. Yeah. Yeah. Hunbats is probably Aztec, judging by the headdress. Um, uh, oh my uh, god, Titan, the Titan Terra, the Earth, is a character. Oh, I was <gasps> saying with her Kong. the other day, she's great. Oh, is she? Oh yeah, Song Wukong is awesome. Song Wukong is constantly changing into his different animal forms. Oh, that's so good. Transformations. Okay. Tiger, so, ox, and ooh. Yes. So what I'm hearing, is this a game that you can play with, like, all of your friends? And not only that, it's cross-platform, so we can all play together on whatever system you guys want to get it on. I'm ooh. thinking... Uh, I'm playing on Switch, mostly. I'm thinking but if our... fun to get us yeah, all together. Yeah, if our audience wants something like this, maybe, like, once a month we stream a different game that we've <laughs> talked about. Um, that would be really fun. And... Mm-hmm. 
if anything, we'll just stream Among Us. <laughs> yeah. So the, the there are yeah. so many amazing narrative choices here. Uh, and then you guys I, can see how awful I am at these types of games, but you know, hey, that's cool. I well, suck we'll at them too. We'll play with bots, and we can get a team together. You know, it'll be fun. We can get we can get my friend Ben to join us. He loves this game. Yeah. Mm. So, like, is what what type of game is it? Like, uh, it's a MOBA, so it's it's League of Legends. Oh, great! Uh, there's oh. there's different there's different game modes. Uh, so, Conquest is the typical League of Legends mode. Um, uh, but uh, there's also Arena, which is much more of a uh, PVP mode, and there's Joust, which is three v three. Uh, and there's another mode I haven't unlocked yet. Um, the but like even if we got all together to play it, like I think the thing that would be stressful would be playing it against other people who know what they're doing. So we yeah. would just play against bots. Bots that, on yeah. easy. Yeah, that's fine. I'm down to do that. Yeah. It's very interesting um, the way that they chose to portray Janus um, as the chained god is literally made of chains. Hmm. Intriguing. I I just I'm it, into like this once writing. I I unlocked. I unlocked all the gods and then went and looked at the list of everything that I had just unlocked and was like, this is, I, I don't have, I, I'm overwhelmed by the <laughs> amount of choices I have here. Yeah. And then I found King Arthur a... and was like, cool, that's one choice made. <laughs> Soul is it's a okay. character in this. I'll just play the squirrel. <laughs> there might even be, you should look and see if Helios is there. He might be. So, Helios's female form soul is here. In I'm the just happy soul that, is the Latin oh my name. God. What? Okay, so Got it. there's this lightning. There's this lightning squirrel called Ratatoskar. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. One one of the skins is an axolotl. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's, oh my God. They got you guys have got to so look good. at look at Cerberus, and look up Cerberus's plush skin that just came out. Oh, the dragon no. plush skin that oh, just came no. out. That oh is... no. Yeah. I, I you can't get it. It's I mean you can't just buy it. It's part of a lockbox. It's free to play. Uh, but Dino Mighty. Oh God. Oh. Yeah. Oh is... God. Warmaker though. Pup Patrol. <laughs> God. The so, Warmaker one is when you literally want I like... Cerberus to look like a friggin' Power Rangers thing. Yeah, I like how Cthulhu is here by himself. I don't see anyone else from his pantheon here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that's a yet thing, but I mean maybe. Ooh, oh, as off. Mm, looks good. Looks good. So yeah, maybe yeah, we'll I will. I I will get over my uh, fear of mobas. Listen, we almost won a we almost won a moba tournament together. Yeah. that one time. So. Yeah, but that's also because okay. we were playing against people who had no idea what they were doing until we got to the final round, and then it was like, oh shit. But, yeah, so the the story we we posted it on the ACG's website before, and probably mentioned it on this podcast before. But, but that was like they five were, years there was ago. There a Lord of the Rings. Yeah, there was a Lord of the Rings podcast, um, and not podcast, more Lord of the Rings MOBA that was debuting at Comic Con, and so we we entered into a tournament. Uh, nobody had ever played the game before. We won our first match. We were like, "This is great. We're the best." We won our second match. We were like, "This is this is awesome. We are unkillable." And then the third match, it was like, "Oh, and now the people we're, you're playing against are people who've actually played a MOBA before," uh, and they just massacred us. They realized early on that we were not uh, people who'd played this yeah. type of game, 
and they just started hunting us as a pack. Yeah. Ah, uh, that sucks. That yeah. Like it, it does, well, but, it you know. also didn't help that the, the there announcer... There were, like, decent prizes for this yeah. tournament, so... Yeah, it also didn't help that the announcer was just like, there's nothing they can do! They've lost the game! And, like, literally, it was in the first, like, 30 seconds of the match. Well, it was... And I was just it, like, it, they didn't cool. say it. They didn't say it like that. It was actual esports commentators, but they were like... Yeah, I'm not sure what they could... Because at that point, the people had, like, a five, a 50-kill lead. Yeah, no, like, it was oh, ridiculous. Like it was ridiculous. Um, but after that, I've determined never to play a MOBA again. Because... Um, well, you played League with us once, and you hated every exactly, second of it. So. Exactly. It's just kind of how I feel, like one, feel about Magic the Gathering. At least this one, it looks like it's really adorable and kind of cheeky so um i'll i'll like that and i do love team fight tactics so like the thing that yeah. we've been doing over the last couple of weeks is our daughter loves the blue game which is mm -hmm. team fight tactics so we've been doing adorable family games where the three of us will be playing at the same time and I will admit there have been a few times that her randomness has um, been doing because better. Because she has no strategy. She just grabs whatever. Yeah, except she always buys me a Lulu. Whenever she sees a Lulu, she knows that that's my favorite character. So she always buys her and goes like, Mommy, I bought Lulu for you. And it's just, it's the cutest thing. So, Aww, um, yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of what we've been doing. And um, uh, I had a really good comp the other day. I think it was like... Brawlers, Adept, Enlightened, or something like that. And I mean, like, the beef was just smart beef. And it was, like, <laughs> just amazing. It was it was really good. But yeah, I do love t team fight tactics. So, Jerris, what have you been doing these last I couple of weeks? I have been... Um, so I am starting to watch Umbrella Academy Season 2. I am enjoying it. I was a little burned out on the edge lordiness of it to go right from season one to season two, but I am very much enjoying season two, especially both the history and the character changes are freaking excellent. I think it was mm -hmm. a, they made a lot of incredible choices. Um, <clears throat> it's really good to see some of these characters try and live out slightly different lives. They're using the time travel to like its best possible uh, stuff. And I'm not all the way done, so I can't really talk fully about it. Um, I am also getting back into Overwatch, and I am at a level in uh, Star Wars Squadron where I'm starting to play with other humans, and so I think I might be ready to play with friends again. Um, nice! Because I've fun. mostly been training under this. I wasn't playing for a month, and I'm very ashamed when I suck. Um, <laughs> we should play Overwatch together yes, sometime too. Yes, I, love that I agree. Um, and I am almost at the very end of Cyberpunk. I had to go in and hack the game in order to get the ending I wanted, because even though I did everything that, en that ending required, the programming did not go, uh, which is a problem they've known to happen, and why there is an easy patch to fix it. Um, now that I am in that end game, I think it may be broken to the point where I'm not sure I can defeat this bad guy without cheating. Um, 
They just get... Well, you know what the answer to that I is. I guess I have to cheat. Cheat like no tomorrow. I mean, it's I okay. It's just very in-universe for a cyberpunk game to require you to cheat to win. It That is true. It, but Keanu's right there, and I don't want to embarrass myself in front of him. And <laughs> <laughs> I will finish... Jarris, the good news about yeah. the good news about this is that only you cannot embarrass yourself in front of Keanu unless you allow yourself to be embarrassed in front of Keanu. That is true. He would not care if you don't care. Um, he, he Neo, a nice please. guy. And if you don't care, then you don't care. Although uh, the character he's playing in this game is just the absolute opposite of everything that he is in real life. It's just yeah. such an asshole. So terrible. Um, it was kind of difficult to know I want to be this character's friend. And so you have to sometimes put up with his abusive comics uh, by being nice. But then when he likes you, then he's only funny mostly in your direction and ways that help you. It's interesting. Um, I hope mm-hmm. to talk more about the game overall. Um, I can say this. Uh, there is reporting that if you pick a trans character, the lesbian love interest will um, not uh, favor you. But I have found that not to be the case. I have also found out that um, none of the love um, paths require monogamy and will not care if you uh, romance other characters. So I have a polyamorous trans uh, bounty hunter is kind of my character. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Nice. Awesome. All right. Well, folks, thank you very much for listening in to another episode this week. Um, my name is Mike Fadum. You can find me on Twitter at Vengeance God and on Instagram at Broken Infinity Films. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's me. Um, let's see when this podcast comes out. Uh, yeah, this podcast will come out before then. So um, uh, there is a company called Pixelwick uh, that is do that is a virtual Ren fair that runs every Friday. Uh, and I will be putting on a uh, stage combat show for them uh, Friday, April 9th. So uh, tune in to see that. I believe it's pixelwick.com. P-I-X-E-L-W-Y-C-K. Um, Rowan, plug things. Um, I have a SoundCloud that you can listen to. It has almost an album's worth of music that I wrote uh, when I decided to just start trying to make music during the pandemic because it seemed like a better way to use my time than staring at a wall and despairing over my future. Um, <laughs> sure, sure, like you do. If you go ahead and send us uh, an email, uh, I can send you a link to it. Uh, we always like receiving emails because it lets us know that people are actually listening to our show. Um Jerris, if they wanted to email us, where could they reach us? A C E O F G E E K S P O D C A S T I N G at gmail.com. That's Ace of Geeks Podcasting at gmail.com. I'll plug the rest of our stuff when everyone else is done plugging their stuff. Okay. Uh, Ling, that would you does... like to plug? Oh, oh hey. sorry. Uh, that did remind me. Uh, we asked people to uh, send in. Oh God, their... we were gonna we were gonna discuss that this week. Oh yeah, no, three favorite I totally comfort forgot. films. It's okay. Oh no, uh, uh, Sean F wrote into us at our Gmail. Thank you. Uh, their their favorite three comfort films are The Neverending Story. Nice, nice. Star Trek Four. Oh sure, nice. sure. 
and Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Excellent, excellent choices. Very nice, very nice. We also got some responses on Facebook. Got lots of responses uh, on it's Facebook. Being very slow to well, load. Well, while Facebook um, is loading, uh, we could do a lightning round of our three comfort films. Sure. Mine's really um, fast because I only have one. What's sure. yours? What Go is for it. it. Stardust. <gasps> so oh, good. Yeah, so that good. Is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is my my three comfort films are The Emperor's New Groove. Mm-hmm, nice. uh, the first time I watched it, I literally laughed so hard I stopped breathing, and uh, <laughs> I fell off a couch and it made me laugh even harder. Um, mm-hmm. And The Road to El Dorado. Oh hell yeah! And The Fifth Element. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, probably Fellowship of the Ring mm-hmm. uh, and John Carter or The Princess Bride, depending on the day. Um, mm. You know, just give me some romantic adventure, please. Hell yes. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go for um, The Last Jedi. Mm. Um, it's kind of a toss-up between Mulan and Lilo and Stitch. I could definitely watch those two while doing something else. I is very nice. Uh, Return of the Jedi, and yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Oh, and the Matrix number one through three. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, there were None more Matrix movies. Just, just one through three. Vienna no, Matrix just, is just... emotionally hard for me to watch sometimes. Yeah, because it's so <laughs> horrifically intense. Yeah. 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 There, there, there are parts of it that are really good and fun, and then there are parts of it that are incredibly uncomfortable. I, yeah. I, very upsetting. I can absolutely watch every one of the Matrix movies to relax, but not the Animatrix. They are engrossing and sometimes emotionally just not too much. It's so stressful. Very yeah. stressful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's me. Um, Mailing, do you have um, things to plug? Yes. Um, check. Oh, hold on. Before, sorry, I wanted to read some of the Facebook comments. Yes, oh, please. Right. Went yeah. back into plugging. Um, so Ryan Awesome says uh, his top three are Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, <gasps> Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Ooh. and Clue. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's a three great, great one. That's a great one. Uh, Scott Woodbury says Tron Legacy, Lucky Logan, and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Ooh, good ones. Yeah. Um, like Chris I, Luong, I was oh, not ahead. able to enjoy as a kid. I was not able to enjoy Monty Python and the Holy Grail because, like, the the monster in the cave of ah and the the flesh eating bunny gave me nightmares. Oh. Literally, just nightmares. I'm so sorry. I can do uh, it now because, like, I understand what the comedy is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Luong says uh, Fifth Element, Hot Fuzz, and Cabin in the Woods. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that movie. That's probably like one of my favorite horror films. Agree. Because yeah, it's definitely my favorite not film. really a horror film. Um, but yeah, definitely one of my faves. Satirical. Uh, Amanda Seals says The Princess Bride, Lilo and Stitch, and Ever After. Oh, oh Ever After, man. Good times. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alicia Walton says Spirited Away, The Mummy, and Harold and Maude. <gasps> The Mummy, of mm. course. The Mummy is so good. Yeah. The Mummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect yeah. film. I need to watch The Mummy again. Soon. Perfect film. Um, like, hands yes. down. 
like all like all good romantic adventures absolutely a perfect film. yes uh, jason detman says spider-man into the spider-verse Ooh. captain america the winter soldier and secret life of walter mitty those are all fabulous choices mm-hmm. and kyle johansson says mad max fury road oh, Raiders yes. of the lost ark and jurassic park oh uh, all also yeah. very good choices that last uh, okay, mad max ba- god uh, damn yeah. God damn, on a whole nother level. <laughs> uh, all right, babe, plug your stuff. Um, you can find me on Twitter at OH with ML, where I mostly talk about educational stuff. But if you have a question or a really cool idea of a science concept or a math concept that you want explained a little bit further, hit me up on Twitter or on Facebook at Office Hours with ML. Um, you could also email me at officehourswithml at gmail.com. By the way, it's called Office Hours with Mailing. So, yeah. On um, Twitter, you're OH with ML, yes. right? Yes, yeah, which annoys me, but it's cool, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, oh, I have something find... to plug. Uh, oh, sorry, plug away. It is not out yet, but it will be out soon. Watch this space, because I'm debuting a new podcast on this network. Really excited about it. It's coming. And it's going to be Star Wars. Here it comes. Coming up the stairs. Here it comes. Uh, All right. So you can find us on Twitter at Ace of Geeks. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Ace of Geeks. Um, No, slash Ace of Geeks, not the Ace of Geeks. Uh, And uh, we love you all, uh, and, uh, we will see you next week, or t- in two weeks. By the way, we're doing a two-week schedule now, uh, for this show, to give us time to record other things. <laughs> like the aforementioned yes. Star Wars podcast, and yes. another mystery project that we will be able to when it's finished. Yes! <laughs> yeah, yeah, when, it, when at least round one of that is done. Uh, yeah. so we will end the way that we always do... A one, two, three. That was an Ace of Geeks podcast. Hello and welcome. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.